me. I'm 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 changing the idea of success and fame. I'm bringing I'm bringing celebrity down to a microcosm of just love one that. one person enjoying me at a time. Love that. <laughs> Instead of me, I go I love that. I go platinum in apartments. Love that. You heard? Love fucking <laughs> that. Where can people find you, my nigga? <laughs> at your girl's crib. Ha! <laughs> Hey, yo, this fucking guy is hilarious. What's up, everybody? This is the Mother Ruck and Jordan Show, and your boy is back with another episode on this Christmas Eve, and I'm just happy, and this is going to be a good one. So let's get the intro music going. Let's go. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It is Christmas Eve, and we got to the end of the year, <laughs> and we got our head is still above waters, but, you know, it's a good place, man, because the, they're trying to figure everything out, and they're, they have some solutions, and, you know, we're just all hoping as, you know, we're just hoping that they figure it out faster, you know, but I hope everybody still keeps that Christmas spirit and you went out and tried to get something for your loved ones and your loved ones are giving something back and just remember man when you at uh with your family just be positive and just be thankful that your loved ones is around you know so happy christmas eve to all my friends and my family and my loved ones around me man love you guys and all everyone that support me man happy christmas eve Today I got a cool episode. I sat down with Carlos V, man. What a intelligent fucking guy. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation that I have with him. But before we get into that, um, I just want to get something off my chest that I've been, you know, thinking about for about two, three weeks. I even got drunk on it last weekend and went on a, like a rampage. We all know how that happens when people get a little too drunk and they have things on their mind. <laughs> I went on a little talking spree. Um, and it's not really a lot. It's just something that's been like really on my mind. It's about, it's, it's the word respect. Respect goes a long way. Respect is something I think everyone wants with anything they go through. It could be with your friends. It could be with your loved one. It could be with from your parents. It could be from your sister. It could be from your job. It could be from your boss. Even your like anywhere you want respect from the fucking Chipotle employee when he's making your bowl. Like it's something that has been on my on my heart. And I'm just speaking on my on my end when it's I go out of my way, not of my way, but I go out and reach out to people to be like, hey, man, I want to give you a platform to talk and we could have a good conversation because and then, you know, I run down what my idea of my podcast is and then people go, yeah, man, I'm loving that idea. I want to be part of that. And I'm like, oh, word, that's that's awesome. So, you know, we set up the interviews and we do it. Um, It's just it's a respect thing. And I would love it mutual because I respect you as a a person that comes on my show and we talk. I would love the respect back and. 
ah, fuck it. I, 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 I would love the respect and, and sharing my episode. My whole thing of doing this is trying to reach people and I'm trying to start something. And I don't want to be an ass when it comes to that. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, a lot of artists and anybody that has anything that they're, they, they're doing from any. If you have your own product or you have your own business or you have your own or you even have your own podcast show. Like, how do we get how do we get that respect without demanding and being nagging about, you know, hey, man. Can you share my stuff? Can you can you put me on your page? You know, what I mean, like, how do I how do you get to that? And I just had this moment because I was like, hmm, I'm not trying to look at numbers and all and stuff. But I was like, damn, when such and such shared it on his page or, you know, gave me some love on his uh, on his Instagram or any of his social platforms, uh, my numbers were pretty high. You know, but when they don't, it's not high at all. And I'm not trying to be that guy that look at it because I know that it's all going to get better as, you know, time goes, as long as I stay consistent. But I'm reaching out to all my artist friends out there, man, who got their own stuff or anybody that probably have an opinion. Uh, Hit me up, man. Let me know what you think. Like, how do you how do you? How do you work around that, you know, without being that way? And that's just something that's been on my mind because I, I don't I have this attitude where I'm like, you know what, man, man, forget that person, you know, forget that person. You know what? I'm going to just take the episode down. I'm going to just do all. But I don't want to do that. Like, I don't need to do that because it, it is a it, some of these things are learning experience. You know, like I do learn from. From, you know, all these different interviews that I have or a different episode I have, and I feel like. I'm getting better as, you know, time goes. So, yo, man, if you have any opinion on it, man, hit me up on the gram. Uh, I got a, I finally got a uh, Instagram uh, for this podcast. It's called the Mother Ruck and Jordan podcast. Look it up, man. And uh, if you have any suggestions, suggestions or anything, you know, let me let me know. I'm going to start. I, I think I want to get into, you know, asking people that's be that be listening and want to hear people's feedback. So check me out on Instagram now. The Mother Ruck and Jordan show on Instagram. I, I'm, I just build it up. I'm getting the YouTube channel coming up next. And uh, yeah, uh, let me know. Reach out to me, man. Reach out to me. Anybody that's listening. <laughs> but, you know, besides all that, you know, what I'm saying like I finally got a chance to go back to work, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been out of work for 10 days. Um, my job told my ass that I had to go on a 10 day quarantine because I woke up one morning and my allergies were messing up. I have really bad asthma, especially when the weather changed. And I'm on here on the East Coast and like, you know, summer to winter goes fast. You know what I'm saying? They go it goes summer for a while fall for a bit and then winter come and now snow's here so like yeah i woke up in the morning i wasn't feeling good uh i didn't have my inhaler or any of my medicines and um (laughs) and i just like was i just was feeling bad so i called my job and i was like hey man i'm not feeling good i just need to go get my medicine blah 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 
man, my job took that shit to a whole nother level. They, uh, <laughs> they was like, yo, you doing this? You have this? You have that? You have this? Oh, COVID. You can't come. 10. Boom. Hung up on the phone. I'm like, shit. First, it was like, yo, go get a test. So I went to go get a test. And let me tell you about these tests, man. If you've been tested, you're going to laugh at this. I am a pussy when it comes to that test. I am such a fucking wuss when it comes to that COVID test. I cry every time when they put the thing up my nose. It, the lady goes so far up my brains. It's like, dude, I'm like in the middle of death. But so, but I have to take it, you know what I'm saying? So I go take it, I go do what I have to do, and then I find out that I have negative, and I try to go back to work, and my job was like, hell no. So I, I was sitting here for 10 days at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Which is cool, because I hung out with the dog, I hung, hung out with the shorty, and uh, it was snowing, so it was good not to go to work. But <laughs> that's just what my week was, y'all. My week was me being quarantine for 10 days man shit sucks but you know we back at work we back at this we back at the mother rucking uh jordan podcast so everybody man for further ado i'm gonna introduce you guys to carlos the fifth man had a great conversation with this guy i love this guy thank you carlos for coming through uh you guys before i started because uh, i'm starting my new thing where this whole setup is new. So I'm starting it off with I'm going to play a song from Carlos V and it's going to go into the interview. So here's Carlos V here, everybody. Enjoy this man. He's very talented. Did you kiss all those toads? Just a dip on the prince. We were serving up foods. They ain't give us no tips. Baby swear she's a move. She belong in the vip. Shorty's a trip. But I keep shrooms at the crib. I'm good. Just robbers, no rogers. They ain't nice in my neighborhood. I just did your girl props, She talking about staying for good. I'm talking about freeing each other, feeding my brother, seeing my mother again. Drugs eating my blood up, leave it got rubbers, but up above Such a demon, I love her. How could I double her? She just like another me. Can't none of y'all fuck with me. Mugshot drip, but the plug with me. If ever I slip, you could have my bitch, little nigga, but I know it's not up to me. A back know how to get in touch with me. Your dad know where you got the swag. Maybe can you talk to me? Hey, while I take this walk downtown, it ain't easy to say I'm wrong, but shit, it hurt right now. I ain't drunk, it's more vodka than cranberry in this cup But so what, cut a line, I'm Barry Gordy in the clutch I feel blessed, they say I'm touched Some of summer was a front, of course I cried inside my cuffs I don't think I wanna live no more, 2018 was enough God keep pulling my cards, calling my bluff Baby, what's up, please hit me up Don't talk enough, could you kiss on the toes? Just a dip on the prince We were serving up fools and ain't give us no tips Baby swear she's a mood She belong at the Ritz Shorty's a trick But I got shrooms at the crib, I'm good Just robbers, no Rogers they Ain't nice in my neighborhood I just did your girl proper She talking about staying for good I'm talking about freeing each other Feeding my brother, seeing my mother again 
drop rubbers, put up a bubble. Such a demon, I love her. How could I dub her? She just like another Can't none of y'all fuck with me. Can't none of y'all fuck with me. I'm feeling famous. And I'm getting faded I was feeling the chill with some lame niggas Now these niggas not speaking my language So I started to talk of that pain shit But these niggas not feeling my anguish I remember they said I wouldn't make it When that L came around it was painless I was a young nigga When I jumped off the porch it was dangerous From a city where niggas don't work for it They just come in your face and they take it My guy is here, Carlos V How we doing man? I'm okay, I'm better, I feel, I feel good um, I've been really in a productive upswing lately. I've been man, and it's good to see that. Um, yeah, you know I mean, I've known you for how long? Let's see. It'll be oh man, almost seven fucking years. Yeah, almost like seven years, dog. Damn, son. It's been seven years, we man. Should be, we should be way fatter. I'm proud that we didn't get fat. That we are as fat as we are now. <laughs> I'm proud that this is where it stopped. That's so crazy. I know, dude. New York changed the shit out of me. I was like 170 when I got here. I'm fucking up all this audio. I know. It's okay. But <laughs> I used to be like 170 when I got here. All right. Hopefully this is good. And now... Check, check, check. I want to see the level. Okay, this is good. All right, back. So, I was like, excuse me, I was like one, I, was, I wasn't 170, I'm putting extras on it. I think I was like 190 when I got here. And I was on like a good range. And then New York changed me and put me up to two, like 20. So, I'll say I was 180 my, from middle school to high school. I stayed 180, but I grew. So, I got kind of, kind of thin. Yeah. The skinniest I got was 174. That's when I start working at Davies, when I meet y'all niggas. Yeah, One Davies se- was an ice cream shop. I'm not going to give them too much because they don't pay me to fucking go. Yeah, but shout out David Yu, though. Yeah, David love Yo. you, guy. That's my nigga. That's my but, guy. But, um, yeah, I was like 174. I was like passing out when I stood up too fast and shit. It was lit. I was I was sexy skinny. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And then... um. Yo, bro, and then I discovered alcohol. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. I blew up man. to two thirty-five. Damn. Yeah, it was two thirty-five of my heaviest. It was bad. It was bad, bad. And then um, where you at now? That's what we're getting there. And then, <laughs> Ooh, okay. And then, and then I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I was watching Creed with Michael B. Jordan. Hey, Creed changed everybody's life. Hey, man, look, he was doing sit-ups and was punching the air. Yeah. And she went. Mm. Ooh. When I tell you I quit drinking that day, I quit carbohydrates, and I went right down to 185 in three months. <laughs> Niggas said, Carlos, you look completely different. I was in the gym every day. Huh, 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 huh. That bitch ain't do a single hey. squat. She ain't do a single squat. Ain't, she stayed looking exactly the, the same. I can't believe I put in all that effort. Hey, nothing. but ain't that to some shit, though? Like, as a guy, dog, you won't do nothing, right? Because, you know, guys could get back in shape whenever they really, really dedicate themselves to it. All it takes is that one, mm. You got to quit drinking sugar. All niggas have to do is switch from drinking anything else to water. And this niggas go back. old n- niggas. When is old niggas? I said, no, old I said nigga. all niggas. Oh, I thought you said old niggas. No, I no, no. Like, when is an old nigga old nigga? No. <laughs> all, niggas, all niggas really have to do is, is quit drinking their calories because that's all men really do we sit around and get drunk and shit and yeah. we snack and shit once niggas quit the ca- women snack men don't snack as much women really be grazing they fucking treats and shit yeah they do they show fucking do but that one mm, will change a dude's life yeah bro I was hurt my penis went inside of me 
I was Damn. so hurt. I, was, I felt emasculated. That's that's uh that's some real yeah, painful bro. shit when your penis do that. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, bro. Yeah, Yo, let, you hey, so I just want everybody to understand that this is how the episode is gonna go. When I meet Car, when me, when I'm in a room with Carlos, <laughs> the 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 interview goes sideways a lot. <laughs> Should we dial it back? Let's try dial it. What's a normal question? That, nah, no, nah, I got you. No, we're going to get really into this. That was just the fun part. You know what I'm saying? 10 minutes in, we lit. So, <laughs> hey, but we got wine today, you guys. I'm drinking my organic. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got so mad when I keep saying organic. Because I kept asking you to describe the bottle to me, and you just kept saying organic over and over again. I was like, hey, but what is it? And you were like, well, this is organic. It's organic. And the word is Pirato or whatever. The Pirato. Yeah, Pirato. Don't disrespect the name. All right, yo. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a quick, quick. Yo, that's my boy Riggs. Riggs, everybody know Riggs in the episode. Riggs always in the background. He's an applause break every time he's Yeah, drinking. every time, every time, every time, every time. But, you know, we got our wine. We got my, our Prosecco. We finna here have a good conversation. So for everybody that don't know you, man, this is Carlos the Fifth. Where you from? Uh, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. I rep, you know, God, East Village, damn. New York. And, uh, yeah, you know. East Village, Lower Manhattan. Yeah, it's my that's my it's my environment. It's my neighborhood. It's where word, I'm most word, word. So everybody, this guy right here, Carlos V, is a intelligent, sexy, mm. awesome, mm-hmm. beautiful, mm. fair, yes, talented, yeah, genius, yes, <laughs> fucking <laughs> unpredictable. And I use unpredictable as a good term because no one knows what you're doing next because you always 10 years, not 10 years, but you're you're ahead of everyone else when it comes to creativity. That's what I mean by that. And this is Carlos the fifth. And he just said everything that's extraordinary about me. So I let you guess what is extremely average ladies about me. So. And let's not just pull out, you know, your penis size. I wasn't talking about that. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about my height. I am 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Are you 5'9"? I'm 5'10 and like three quarters. I was about to say, dog, are you serious? I'm 5'9 if you six feet. If you six feet and you look at me, you think you're looking at a 5'9". You, know you don't crazy? know the difference. Every time I see you, I think, like, I get taller and you get shorter. Shorter. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm shrinking. Why? The alcohol is deteriorating my bones. I'm is that a, like a factual thing? No, I don't think it's real. I think you're actually just growing. I think so too. I think because, I'm hitting my like late growth spurt. Because you and I used to be the same height. I think you used to be taller than me. No, like I was never taller being. than you. But also, oh, your hair you was change, high. You change your posture a lot too. You hold your body differently. Like when I first first met you, you used to slouch a lot. And now you don't slouch so much. You kind of lean back and like support yourself on your back more. Yeah, I used to be like a real gangster, and now yeah. I'm like a pimp. Anyway, and let that die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. All right, yo. So everybody, welcome, man. This is all fun. This is my guy right here. Uh, Carlos the Fifth is an actor, comedian. Yes. Songwriter. Yes. Rapper. Yeah. You have a couple bangers that you sing. I sing. I'll be, be trying to sing. I don't have a strong voice. But I be, you're a singer. I, I, like, I enjoy singing. You're a writer. I'm a writer, comedy you're writer. You're a director. Oh, director. <laughs> I'm a director. I'll be decking. You're a director. Good. I'm a director, yeah. And you are a comedian. Stand up comic. Comedian. Stand up comic. You are a decorated war veteran. You oh, shit. <laughs> I have a purple heart. 
have a purple heart. And we're going to touch We're going to touch all bases on those, man, because I am so happy. I'm also a father. You are a father. By a way. father. That's the most important thing. That Congratulations. I am. I am a father. Congratulations. You have a... I have a beautiful one-year-old daughter. She is a Scorpio, so we have to fix that at some point, but she is... Stupid. <laughs> she, is, <laughs> she is very beautiful, very smart, uh, very very generous and gregarious. Even though she doesn't know any words, she's very talkative. Yeah. Do you guys have like full conversations on, with each other? It's more so like she kind of butts in with whatever she wants to say, and then you're like, yeah, like, you know... I don't know what you're. I don't know what you mean, but I get the gist. And she also often understands what I'm saying. So like sometimes, like, for instance, she she knows what's going on, and she mm-hmm. tries to pull a. She tries to get over on people. So like, uh, at her mother's house, the freezer is ground level, so she can grab, she can grab the freezer and open it whenever yeah. she wants. So sometimes, like, if you're going in the fridge and she sees you going in the fridge, she'll be like, I want to be grown too. And she'll just open the freezer at the bottom. Then you close the fridge and then she doesn't close the freezer. And her mom will be like, Josephine, close the freezer, close the freezer. And she'll be like, ha, 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 And then I'll be like, Josephine. (laughs) And she'll go, and she'll put her hand on the freezer. She'll just leave her hand there. And she'll look at me. And I'll be like, close it. And then she'll take her hand off. I'll go, close it now, please. And then she closes it. And she goes, like, clap, like she wants to applause. I go, no, I'm not clapping for you. <laughs> so, so, so you got a father's voice? I got a dad voice. I got a sweet dad voice. I got yeah. the, oh, my baby. You know, I have my mom, oh, my yeah. little nugget. Because she's like, you know, I used to call, she used to look like a little chicken nugget when she was born. I used to call her my oh, little dad. nugget. And now I call her my little chicken tender. She's a little chicken strip. <laughs> what happens when she's like seven? What are you going to call her? She a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> 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 Yo, but so you have your, you have your dad voices now, like you got, and then you got the firm. Yeah, I got the firm dad voice, which is you know you just drop it an octave and you look her dead in her eyes and you don't waver because she's mad cute. Yeah, and so like there's that there's that like you're tempted to be like, oh okay, whatever you want, and sometimes I do like yeah certain things, certain things her mother doesn't want her having, I go over like any like extra little snacks, you feel me, <laughs> or like. I hate when she cries. So, like, if she's laughing in my face and she's trying to get one over on me, like, I'm like, all right, it's time to relax. If she wants to play around and throw yeah. stuff around, I get tight. Yeah. Because I know that she needs to chill. But if she's like, starts crying and she's, like, really upset, that shit, at first I'm like, all right, you're fine. And if it goes on for too long, I'm like, oh. Like, I, it breaks me down. I'm like, what, what's the, how can you help? Now, 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 now. You, your, your daughter is very beautiful. Thank so you. I'm, I'm happy. You you are a very person that knows how to make beautiful babies. <laughs> Yo, this nigga son. <laughs> I'm a very person. <laughs> no, I know but, what you mean. I take the compliment. You know what I mean. But I'm saying now, ladies, when you look at your daughter, I always wanted to ask this with people with daughters <laughs> because it's a it's a different mindset when dudes have uh, sons. Yeah. But with daughters, are you do you think about like the future? Yeah, so when it comes with boys, so I always wanted a daughter, and her name was decided before she was born, and I always wanted. We, we, it was a surprise, but I always wanted a daughter, and I was putting daughter thoughts out into the universe. Once we okay. realized that she was that she, she was pregnant, yeah. and everything was going on, we were like, I was like, I'm rooting for there to be a girl, mm-hmm. and then I have I have younger sisters, and even my, you know, my philosophy is always. I'm going to treat my daughters the way I would treat myself and my friends. 
And I have female friends and male friends. And my, honestly, my female friends are out there getting dick. I'm like, I'm putting them on game. Like, here's <laughs> like, not like this nigga doesn't seem right for you. But if you just fucking him, then you fucking him. And that's cool because sex is fun and shit as long as you're safe, yada, yada, yada. And if you fallen in love with this nigga and he trash, I'm going to put you on game that you look stupid right now. He making you look stupid and shit. Yeah. So... It's hard because that's my like even with my sister like I'm trying to do that now like she's in she's 15 going on she turns 16 next month yeah and she really in the thick of it like you know what I mean like dealing with seven you know, like boys and shit the boys like hey let's go see a movie and I don't, let's like but I remember dealing with girls because I'm a sensitive dude so I remember being on the other end and having girls kind of walk all over me kind of being in that position and it's like I had to. Oh, I had to learn those lessons. And it just yeah. sucks because the world doesn't protect women, especially black women, in the same way that they would protect men and black men. And so it's hard kind of trying to walk that balance of being like, I don't want to be overbearing and be like, watch out, blah, 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 and push her, my sister or my daughter, or even my baby sister, Ruthie, like push them towards dicks. So yeah. I, <laughs> dangerous dicks. <laughs> Not just dicks in general, but like pushing them. But also, I don't, you know, I don't want, I want them to, f- feel comfortable and independent and free. And luckily my daughter has a very independent, free spirit. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my, uh, my, my daughter's mother's her take her, her philosophy is very hands off. she like trusts her. So, you know, you keep an eye, but you let her do what she wants. And she kind of, she, Josephine kind of runs the house. Yeah. Uh, my sister, on the other hand, didn't, wasn't raised that way. And so she's learning independence now. And she's like starting to see, you know, her world is starting yeah. to expand now in that way. Cause my, that is kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. So what? How are you doing? How how you? What's your angle on that? Like, I'm kind. Yeah, I'm kind of just like. I think my daughter is already smarter than me, and I'm okay. Well, how do you know your daughter's smarter than you? I could just tell. I wasn't doing. I, she just. She. She could. She can. She looks at me and she can tell I'm pussy. Like she can see the <laughs> fake nigga in me, and like, I. It took me until I was about. Until like I'll say yesterday to look at my dad that way. Like <laughs> like like the way she looks at me, the way she don't give a fuck, like the way she just she just don't give a fuck. She'll you But that could be she, a girl thing, I believe. It could you be a mean? girl thing. But girls are smarter than thing. guys, period, anyway. Yeah. So she already yeah. smart. So I'm like, she gonna be alright. She's really gonna yeah. be alright. And I know who her mom is. <laughs> she gonna be alright. She's gonna she gonna be fine. So I, I just I like, try not to worry about it. I'm yeah. more so on I'm more so air on the side of just being like I want her to understand that her needs and her boundaries come first, whatever that is. And so I don't want her to feel like she has to second guess her. And this isn't fun, I guess, but whatever. This is the interview. I don't want her to second guess herself when entering a situation for the first time. Mm -hmm. I want her to trust her instincts like she should be trusting her instincts even now. And so, like, if she's doing something with a guy and she wants to kiss him, kiss him. If you want to fuck that guy, like, be safe and fuck the guy. But, like, if at any point you're like, I don't want to. Then also, I want you to be stern and strong in that, and I don't want any fucking sixteen-year-old dirty dude like just swindling you out of your underwear. Like, if you want to take your drawers off, take them off. If you don't want to take them off, don't let some nigga with yeah, try some, to don't let you. some high school dropout. <laughs> we all did it. Like, yeah. So it's it's less it's less about the gender. We all tried. And I would do the same thing if I had a son, but you know, bitches for <clears throat> women finesse me every day. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, I don't really got no advice for him. I'm a piece of shit guy, and yeah. so I can give my daughter all the, you know, I can give her the manual yeah. and be like, here's to look out, for, here's what to look out for, and that's the best I can do. That you know, that's my karma, showing it to, hey, it to head. That's what it is. So, but I'm glad you talked about that, man. So, 
But I'm happy for you, man. You, you as a person, I've seen a growth in you since your daughter. So it's awesome to see that. But besides all that, man, let's get into the fun shit, yeah. which is you had dropped an album, Stay Gold. Yeah. How did that come about and what was the inspiration with that? Okay, so Stay Gold was, you know, I go into album mode after any uh, tumultuous uh, situation with a girl. And so I had fallen in love and gotten my heart broken twice back to back in the same summer. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sent me on a spiral. I wound up dropping a piece of shit tape that summer. It was I wasn't too far removed from it. So Stay Go was kind of like me reflecting back on those relationships and how I perceive my relationships and women in relate in, in, like in relation to me in general and like whatever. I tried to do this whole stunt and it didn't really work out where basically I don't know if you know the the Greek story of like the god like he's like this Greek god I think or like a mythical figure. His name is Sisyphus. Mhm. He's that you ever see the nigga pushing the stone up the mountain? Yeah. And basically he was like some mischievous dude and he just kept fucking around and he did some shit. And at one point he did some shit for a shorty. I forget what it is. At the time I was really drunk and into it. So I don't really remember everything. But he gets cursed forever to push this rock up this mountain. And when he gets it to the top, it rolls back down. And he has to push it back up again and it rolls back down. And I was kind of looking at my love life in that way. And like looking at just things in general in that way. It's like you finish a song or you do this or you go to the gym. And you and like... And it's like life is just that until you die. Like it's like, and it's like that for everybody. So I was trying to create this tape that felt like I could start it at any point and it could end anywhere. And I could be talking about any girl and it would fit into it. Mm -hmm. And it had a cycle to it as you were listening to it. So I was trying to make this thing. The cycle in like every track or are you saying cycle throughout the tape? Throughout the tape and and throughout the, and through certain through certain tracks and there were moments where in the album where I wanted it to feel like the ball was rolling back down like you gave up again so that's why like mm, there's those okay, moments where it's you. like where it's like um, you know it's really really sad 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 and then turn up song turn up song turn up song yeah. sad like it gets like whatever I, I, I couldn't pull it off I didn't know a lot of stuff that I know that I know now but that was that was the point of that and so I spent a lot of time reflecting on those two girls whose names yeah. I won't say but I spent time reflecting on them and then reflecting on my the now. So I guess three girls, four girls actually. So whatever, just reflecting on different varying pieces of like wh- how I was like, just kind of losing myself in in that and like really really wanting to like be a lover and be loved and like yeah. equating my self worth to like how they saw me and all this other stuff. So it was well, like, I'll be honest with you. When you explained it to me back in the day, because you dropped that album when. 2018. 2018. Yeah. And that's the last, like... Nah, I dropped Quapaholic 2019. 2019. And the growth between that and Guapaholic, in my opinion, was huge. Now, would you say the whole thing with your daughter went with that? So, yeah. So, so, I I mean, I'll just be candid in this interview. So, I dropped Stay Gold and... After I pack up those feelings and I deal with that and, you know, just being clear, I was in therapy for a long time and I had lost my, my, my little sister had died um, and I was uh, just kind of going through it and I started reevaluating my life and I told, 
whatever I told I had broken up with the the uh, mother of my of my daughter and mm-hmm. we had completely cut it off and then months later she told me that she was pregnant we were going through with it yada yada you know she would just put her foot down and then a month after that my mother dies yeah. and so I kind of had like this whole thing where I sh- decided to disassociate like dissociate disassociate or whatever and I just shut down I just like was like okay my daughter's gonna be here end of October uh, my mother's gone and you know my daughter's birthday is a couple of days away from my mother's birthday and um and it's just like i kind of went numb i didn't shut down but i just went numb and uh i was like i need to make something that is absolutely like like i need to debase myself i need to make something that i i can't sit down and make music about how i feel i just yeah. can't do that at all because if i did that i don't i i don't know what's going to i i couldn't approach my emotions at all. And so I kind of just packaged it all up. I created this whole disguise. I, st- I started dressing different. Mm-hmm. I started acting different. I changed, I dyed my hair. I, I like completely. Is this you started working out? I had already been working out, but okay, at this point you. I'm working out, but like on cocaine. Like I'm like yeah. doing coke and going to the gym. And like, I'm like, I'm like completely losing my fucking mind. I'm trying to stick my dick in anything that'll let me do it. Like yeah. I'm losing my mind. And then every moment, cause if I'm alone or I stopped at every moment, I'm fucking crying and freaking out. So like, I'm filling my apartment with people. My parents will go on vacation. I'm filling their apartment with people. Yeah. I can't be alone. I have to be where people are and I need to be on drugs or I need to be drinking. I need to be fucked up. Cause this is it. My world's going to end. My mom's gone mm-hmm. and my daughter's coming. Like I, I, I am not ready. I am not ready, and I just couldn't take it. So I made this project. I made uh, now. That's what I call music, Volume Nine: The Diary of a Guapaholic. Yeah. And it was just, it's just like, just like this shallow, like, kind of like crass, mm-hmm. just like absurd piece of work that is just. I, I mean, I enjoy it to this day, but like, it was a real. It was really like where I was. Like I just couldn't. If there's there's no one there, it's vapid, it's empty. There's nobody there. It's just me holding on to the one thing I had, which is just my love for making stuff. It's the yeah. one thing I felt like I had left. Justin was depressed and he kind of disappeared after our mother died. He held it down for a little bit, but just as my little brother. But after my after our mom dies, he kind of disappears, and mm-hmm. I I kind of have no I have no semblance of what's going on. Like I have no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, nah, it was crazy. So, yeah. so yeah. And so that's that, where that came. That's where that tape comes from. Yeah, yeah. and that tape comes in. And then, <clears throat> I hate this. I'm. A, I hate to say this because I didn't know that. Mm. And as a person that didn't know that, and then listening to it, and then you talk about how you were trying to work on communication when it comes through, like trying to deliver my idea with the rock and yeah, the stuff. It it came real clear with that tape mm. of transition and the and like oh okay. and, and Guapaholic yeah. it, it became more clear yeah that, I mean, yeah. it came like when you but it and it also comes with experience also mm-hmm. but I just think always you 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 grow with producing and you you grow more when it comes to music and your ideas become more clearer especially like the more you get older and and it just sucks all right. I'm sugarcoating it. Let's let's not sugarcoating. It really fucking sucks that artists go through things, put something out, and it's come clear that your emotions 
become more clear when you're going through something, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly like, what you mean, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's like, because that is one of my favorite tapes that you have. But I didn't know you were going through all that. Yeah. And it's like... I didn't really... I, mean, I wasn't really talking about it to people. You didn't. Yeah. And it's like... And it's like... It's, it sucks because me as an actor, the only way I could get to my emotions is using what I've been through in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And use this shit and that shit and put it together. Then I come on stage and I fucking cry my eyes out and I'm doing something that fucking... Because the shit that I'm using portrays and then everyone looks at you and go oh that was the fucking best thing in the fucking world mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's just like it sucks but what is your thoughts on shit like that when it comes as an artist like because I'm pretty sure everybody goes through shit and make their best fucking work and do you think that's like you know life or you think yeah. like yeah, I mean, like you, you know, you get so what I'm saying. I talk about this. I talked about this at length in therapy a bunch of times. Where like I was just like, you know, part of me kind of wants to reject therapy because I feel like if I let go, if if I if I heal, and I let go of my pain and trauma, that I won't be, I won't want to be f- successful and yeah. creative and artsy and all that other stuff. And it's it's I have very I have very mixed feelings about this. So I'll say I'll just be clear. One is that the idea that I want to be famous and the idea that I want to be a successful artist and the thing that makes me create and the thing that makes me want to be Mr. Showtime is rooted in my trauma. And so if I heal, will I need adoration and attention from others? What do I enjoy doing? Do I enjoy making music? Yes. Do I enjoy doing comedy? Yes. Do I enjoy being the center of attention? Sure, but that's not a skill. What is, where, where does that derive from? Why do I need to be told I'm valuable? Mm-hmm. So would I rather heal and never feel like I need other people to tell me I'm valuable? Or would I rather people tell me that? Because you have people like, bless you, you have people that kill themselves, that, get, that, be, that gets fame, that gets success, and they, and they die. Would I rather die rich? Sure. Yeah. So that's one that's one way of looking at it for me. Another way that I look at it is, is part of me feels like I am that even when you're once you're broken, you're broken. And mm-hmm. you can put the pieces back together and it can be beautiful and it can it can you can make a collage of yourself. You can make yourself this mosaic thing that is beautiful and it functions and it works. You know what I mean? And it's embraced and it's accepted. But once you're broken, it's done. And so, like, I'm just like, man, and not that I'm a fucking victim. Like, I'm strong. You know, I'm resilient as fuck and I'm still here. But it's like, you know, if it happens, it happens. Right now, I'm still healing. I'm still grieving. And I'm in the thick of it. And so all I can really focus on is, like, my next move and... Mm -hmm. And my and my mental health. And once I start worrying about that, comparing yourself to others is one thing, but comparing yourself to yourself is a whole other thing. And I don't even want to get into that because yeah. if I get in that headspace, that's a bad that's a bad dialogue that you're having with yourself. I don't yeah. know. And maybe I'm not being clear, but I don't know. So the, that's about the long and short of it. I do understand where you're coming from, though, because that, that's always a big fear of mine is that like 
if I don't, if I'm not going through yeah, anything. Yeah, if I'm not going through anything. Like, but you always will. Yeah. Life, life, my, I've learned that life, will, it never stops. Mm-hmm. There are always fires. There's always little small fires you have to put out. They're everywhere, everywhere. And you're, and you, and you, at least for me, that shit, I mean, I'm in therapy. I'm on medication now. Like, I have the tools to help me deal with those emotions. But that pain, that stink is going to be on me forever. I can never wash that off. I, it's, it's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. It's clipped. And it just is what it is. And yeah. it just make it makes you and you know, it just makes you who you are. And yeah. A lot of people are really beautiful who go who go through that shit. And so sometimes nah, it dude. transfers and from your art to But on that, this new thing that you're working on, mm. what's the new project? Uh I'm working on two new projects. I'm working on oh, one. Oh, you working on two. I'm working on one musical project and I'm working yeah. on one uh comedic project. Are you you didn't give up comedy. Of course, I'll never give up comedy. What the hell? I hope not. No, I'm not giving up comedy. Because I'll be trying to be partners with you on this comedy bro, shit. I would, never, I would never get... Bro, the squad the squad thing that we were doing yeah. the table reads for it. Yeah. All right. Still working on that. And uh, that, with, that's a... That's a pilot that we're gonna that we're trying to shop around and get picked up. It's if a beautiful wants to, pilot. If anybody huh? wants to, we're rewriting the script. It's a beautiful pilot. It's but, a beautiful idea. Thank you. We're we're making it way funnier. We're working we're working really really hard on it because we, we're giving it our best shot. It's yeah. about just you know a team of black superheroes and and uh, what it would be like in a world if you know people had superpowers but some people were still disenfranchised. Like Superman, definitely you know gets more media coverage than. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black version of the Human Torch. It's like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, so no, it, right. it's, it's about you know racial, racial dis- <laughs> in racial, that world, yeah, and in yeah. reality, racial disparities. Like, yeah. there's definitely some superheroes that are like make America great again. Like, and they represent a part of America. Like, how do you approach that? Like, it's basically about yeah. like superheroes and the and the socioeconomic disparities between them. Yeah. You so who I mean? you working with? Uh, who you working with that of it? Uh, my my friend, my roommate, my partner, my. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, my brother, my lover, uh, my lover uh, <laughs> Ethan Sear uh, on Instagram. He's at Rainbow Hoodie Gang. Hey, uh, shout out. He is right now uh, uh, hurting himself. Uh, he he's working on Gossip Girl uh, as oh, a pl- as a as a video playback, and uh, he hates it. So <laughs> you know, but they're paying him good money. Um, That's good. But hey, <laughs> and I'm also working with J- Jordan. Is going to be our assistant director yes and he's also going to play a communist superhero yes and um <laughs> yes yes and yes. uh be ready for that yeah um we and then uh for my, my album i'm working on this tape called drama queen drama queen and i love the cover art thank you i can't wait till you show people what this is yeah i'm i'm really excited it, this this is the first time that like i've I made a tape in 2016 called I'll Probably Be Fine, and I kind of sat back and let it make itself. I was like, I'm, you know, I go home and sing every night. I have my same desk, my same routine. I basically sit down, I drink, and I make beats, and I rap. Mm-hmm. And then I, the tape made itself. And I really, really liked it, but I had no technical skill. Yeah. I didn't know anything yet. So, like, it's mixed badly. It's all over the place. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So with State Gold, I kind of overdid it. I, like, try to learn exactly how to quantize and how to make a beat and what a trap beat's supposed to sound like and yeah. what a rap, blah, 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 and how to rap this way. And then so, like, I forced this idea. And so now with Drama Queen, I've, I've kind of learned all the rules, and now I'm in this place where I'm, like, really kind of throwing paint at the wall and seeing what's, like, just throwing shit around and seeing what sticks and seeing what works. 
and I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm trying. I'm trying my best not to stress out about it. I I didn't give myself it like the other ones. I gave myself a due date. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna take the due date off of it. I'm gonna take the cover art down off Instagram. Yeah. I'm gonna really just work on this until I, until I love it. Until I love it, and then yeah. it's gonna. And then now, I'm my question fly. is: Do you trust yourself when you do this? I'm learning to trust myself more and more these days. Yeah, but and you do that personally and artistically. Yeah. And learning to trust myself, part of part of that is actually handing over the the reins to myself and learning to trust myself. Because so often I'm kind of a I'm kind of serving in a way to what mm-hmm. I don't always want sometimes, and I hand the reins over to other people in my life and then act like I didn't make the decision. Yeah, I'll do something like like with my roommate situation, me moving in too fast, or like oh saying oh my parents said I had to do this, or my bosses said I had to do that. I'll hand over the reins and kind of be like oh. You know, people are telling me what to do. And part of trusting myself is really mm-hmm. grabbing the bull by the horns and being like, all right, my life is in my fucking hands. Like, yeah. I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. And it's a I, shame it took this long to learn yeah. it, but. It does. And it, it literally says, and I, I'm going a, I'm to a piggyback off that, and I'm going to say, I'm on that same boat. And I finally said, I'm in control of my shit and started this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which I'm in I was, control. By the way, I'm very, I, I, have, to, I have to say, very, 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 very proud of you. And <laughs> I didn't want to suck your dick on Instagram and be like, oh, well, blah, blah, nah, blah. But like, thank it's you. so real, nice real, to real, see bro. you doing like nah, doing your you. thing. Because you've always been somebody, if I can just turn, turn the lens to you for a second, you've always been somebody who was, one, never a hater. Never. Ever. Always been like, you have such a joie de vivre that like I've always been like, wow, like, that means uh, joy of uh, joy for life. Uh, if you, if for y'all, you know, y'all niggas can't even spell joie de vivre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like now, nah, you have you like you you love you love life, and you're so optimistic. No matter what happens to you, no matter what people throw at you, I'll see you, and you won't like you'll be walking down the street, you won't be like in the greatest mood, and you'll see me. Like, oh, what's up? Like like you kind of you just and you really really enjoy life, and you love your friends. You're a family guy, and you've always wanted to be doing creative stuff of any caliber. And like, I dropped the ball sometimes as your friend because I was depressed and I was going through it and I, I, oh, I, I, I wouldn't show it, up. Bro, bro. But like seeing you be like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm just going to do it. It's one of the most like inspiring. Nah. It's one of the more inspiring things to happen during my summer. Nah, dude, I mean, during you. this during this quarantine, like seeing you do that makes me, rem- it, makes me it reminds other people to to remember their dream and shit. Yeah. Like, to go... You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, the aesthetic is tough, too. The cover and shit. You, the aesthetic was tough. I was like, this nigga really think he on Vice. It's lit. <laughs> I said, the aesthetic was tough. So, yeah, like... No, I actually do appreciate that, man. Like, because... I don't get that. I don't get people saying anything to me like that. And I do thrive to be like, yo, take the joy out of life. And you always give yeah. that, though. And so always, it's, I, yeah. I really, really hope you feel what I'm saying. I'm giving yeah, it back to you. Yeah, I do. And I actually do appreciate that, man. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard anyone say to me. Besides, you know, my girlfriend always compliment me and tell me that I let look me ask good. You guys, let me ask you guys a question on this podcast. <laughs> you ever say the N-word in bed? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Be honest no. with me. I'll, I'll cover the mic. I'll cover the mic. I'll cover the mic. I'll cover the mic. <laughs> She's nodding her head, yes. No. I've been wondering it since I walked in this place. There's way too many mason jars. 
since I walked in this place, oh, I was like, shit. I can't wait till we get to the point of the night when I can ask them <laughs> if she said, give me that nigger dick once or twice. And I know, even if she didn't say it, I know Jordan asked once. Oh, shit. I, I, you asked her Yo, once. Yo, stop. Yo, I'm about to sock this shit out of you. <laughs> Christine, you can be honest with me. Hey, yo. You lucky Riggs sleep. He would have let me know. <laughs> yo, Riggs would have. Riggs would have let me know. Riggs would have been. Nah, stupid. <laughs> stupid, brother. Stupid. But besides all that, I'm going to let y'all know, hear, man. I didn't hear no once. <laughs> By the way, no one heard no. You said don't hear no, right? No, I'm going to sit here and say Fuck no. Fuck me, you black no, bastard. No, 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 no. Never once, never, ever once. Never, never but, once. But yes, twice. <laughs> no, never but definitely, once. But definitely never, two times. Never, never. But yo, I love. Dude, you stupid, bro. I couldn't leave you the interview. Are it was too wholesome. It was dumb. too good. It was too. <laughs> it was too nice and shit. I couldn't do I that. I love what you do there. But <laughs> hey, so hey, real fast before, because I'm about to change. I'm about to change the subject mm-hmm. because we all got to. We it, it was awesome. We got into get to know you, who you are as an artist, which is beautiful. Now, real fast, I heard. This is a fun comment. Oh yeah, this, I this was a heard what? It's not the surprise. I got another surprise, but I heard that you did an acting um thing one time. Was going all the way through with it. Had stage fright. Oh, at LaGuardia High School. Who did you do it with? With an acting thing all the time. I had stage fright. Oh, <laughs> I heard Carlos the Fifth has stage fright. Carlos the Fifth didn't have stage fright. Carlos the Fifth had a crippling cocaine addiction <laughs> that kept him from making the show the next day. Who I was? The, what was the show? Who did you do it with? This is recently, right? This is like this last is year. Too, recently, right? someone gave me a fun fact. Who told you? Was it Ben Musher? Uh, was it Denali? No, it wasn't Denali. Was it Ray Realms? Because that's who. It wasn't Denali. It was um, Steve G- Steve Genty. Ah, oh my God! You know what so sucks because the thing about it is, someone told me this. Nigga said stage fright. Someone told me this, and I can't remember who. Wait, wait, wait! Let me go to my sources. <laughs> if you want to talk, I think. Here with, sorry. Um. With what's Robin's boyfriend's name? Oh, fuck! What is his name? His name oh, is bro, 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 bro. All right, you guys. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna put a break in this. I'm gonna put a sponsorship break in between this. Here's a word for my sponsors: penis extenders. <laughs> for the man who has it all, except that. Man, what's up? Christmas is around the corner, and I have no idea what to get Shanika. How's your relationship? Our relationship is a little rocky. But I got to get her something for Christmas. Oh, man, look, this is the perfect gift. This is what I got to Neek. There's this thing called Santa Claus. And if you dial this number right now, he'll have something for you and your girlfriend immediately. Oh, word. Give me the number right now. Beep, 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 beep. Ho, ho, holy shit. It's your boy Santa, he's in the building. Somebody call my name, they need some gifts. What you want, what you Holy want? Holy shit, you're black. Hey man, what's up Santa? 
I just need a gift for me and my girlfriend. Or, I don't know, she might be my ex. Hey, 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 simmer the fuck down. Shit, before you start asking for shit, goddamn where the milk cookies at? Where the goddamn tree? Damn, in the structures it says you gotta be next to a goddamn tree. Alright, well fuck it, man. Now that I'm here, man, take one of these. These are... Jordan Rucker needs a goddamn sponsorship. I'm telling you right now, take one of these, and the relationship's gonna be fucking goddamn perfect. Ask Mrs. Claus. We've been rocking and banging in and back-breaking all damn day. Ah, so you telling me, take one of these, and me and my girl will be good for a whole year? Ah, I trust you, man. Thank you, Santa Claus. You are the best in the world. Hey, tell me something I don't know. I'm like a father to these damn kids. I only show up once a year. Alright, ho, 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 motherfuckers have a good goddamn Merry Christmas, and all you motherfucking kids have a good New Year's. And wear a goddamn mask. Shit, I'm tired of telling niggas to have fucking masks when I come into the goddamn chimney. I'm burning my ass in goddamn fire, and I'm fucking, I'm fucking, oh shit, hold up, hold up, my goddamn reindeers is running. Alright, I'll see you motherfuckers later. Yo, this fucking guy is hilarious. Alright, yo, we back. Do you know who this is? Yeah, Ray Rums. I didn't spaz out. I know, yeah, it was Ray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who Ray is. You spazzed out. That's what, what, he what I heard. What did he say I did? <laughs> look sure look you at your right. face. <laughs> look at this man's face. Because Ray, Ray <laughs> no, I didn't spaz out. <laughs> you had stage fright. No, I didn't. At all. I I'm about to start beef. But <laughs> here's what happened. Yo, he said you was all good. And mm-hmm. then this you was supposed to perform. Mm-hmm. And you had stay fried. So I'm gonna give Ray the benefit of the doubt and challenge his memory and say that he was drinking. Because here's what happened. We had two shows back to back. And what it was was a racist ass hip hopper. Where basically it was it wasn't hip hopper, but it was just it was it was a white writer who wrote these black characters, and it was about hip hop. But two of the characters are white, and like in the beginning, like the black woman was the villain. Whatever. My issues with the script don't really matter, but it's also part why I, I kind of whatever. It doesn't matter. It's really on me. I committed to it. I was enjoying the process. We worked on it. Fine. The first night comes. All my friends, sh- uh, not all my friends, but a bunch of my friends show up and support. Of all of our friends show up. And it wasn't even a play. It was a reading. And basically, in the middle of the reading, we have to freestyle. We did the freestyle. I killed because I can fucking rap. And everything's good. The show goes great. I got a thank you note from the... from the. I, have a, I still have the thank you note. To this day, I keep that shit. It's on my fridge. I have a thank you note, Carlos. Thank you so much for being part of this process. Yada, yada, yada. I with my friends. We chilling. Steven and his girlfriend came. Yada, yada, yada. Niggas is drinking. End up on Roosevelt Island. I'm on Roosevelt Island. My Coke dealer here. I hit up my Coke dealer. I get halfway through the bag of Coke and I go, there's no way I'm making tomorrow's show. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted Ray like, look, man, I'm having a lot of anxiety. I'm having stage fright. <laughs> I tell him that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm doing cocaine with my friends on Roosevelt (laughs) Island. (laughs) Ain't no benefit of doubt. That's what Ray told me. He said you said. No, no, no. You said he said I didn't perform. I performed. And then I said I had stage fright. So no, he, he just said you had stage fright. I didn't know you had two nights. Yeah, I didn't. He have didn't tell fright. me two nights. Yeah, I didn't have stage fright. He just said you had stage fright. I didn't have stage fright. I was just like, because I was already because the day of the show when all the bodies were in the room and we were moving around, I was I had a white t shirt on. I was sweating. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I had a cashmere sweater on. I was sweating. This nigga had a cashmere sweater on. I was sweating OD. Styling. And so I was like, damn. Because after you do, I don't know if you ever did cocaine until the sun came up, but <laughs> you sweat <laughs> profusely a lot the next day for no reason. Cold sweats. You're freezing and you're sweating at the same time. It's, you're like a bottle of Poland spring water. You're just sitting there. <laughs> fresh out the cooler, you're just sitting there cold and sweating and shit. So I was like, I can't go on stage like this. Daddy needs, daddy, daddy needs his fix. <laughs> My daughter was coming. It was a different. It was a different Carlos. So you low key spazzed out. Nigga, no, I didn't spaz out. I could have done the show. I would have been Robin Williams up there. <laughs> Whose line is it? Huh? Somebody said line. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no. it's my life. Hey, shout out to shout, shout out, out to, to Ray, man. Yeah, shout out to Ray. Yo, Ray, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. I am on medication now, and I am in therapy. I see a therapist <laughs> shout out to Ray, man. and a psychiatrist. Don't be afraid to work with me again. No, it was it was mad funny because like Ray came over my crib, and I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I know, right? That's just like mad. That's, so funny. that's mad, like mad different. Yeah, New York so, is like that though. But so I never knew who he was, and then he was, we followed each other on Instagram, and he saw that I followed you, and he was like, "Oh, you know him?" I said, like, "No, that's <laughs> was he tight? Me. How mad was he? He wasn't tight at okay, all. Cool. We, yeah, we he's was cool. laughing. About, we right here, right here in my kitchen, <laughs> like, and the homie was just like, "Oh no, we like did this project, and he had stage fright." And that's what it was. And yeah. I was like, and you know me, I blew it up. Carlos had stage. Like, I know you couldn't like, believe that started, shit. Heck. Carlos had stage fright. Right. Yeah, nigga, never. <laughs> I was like, what? Never. No, that's my boy. I've been booed off a stage and then went back on it <laughs> in front of 300 people in the middle of the look, Bronx. Look, this nigga. I was booed off stage. His name. He's like, I was booed off stage in front of 300 people. You think I'm scared of some liberal arts students? Come on now. No, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I didn't know you got booed by the, 300 people. God I got damn. booed. Uh, you want to hear that story? Apollo? So my boy Harvey, shout out to Harvey. He uh, he started this, uh, him and his friends put together this clothing brand called The Very Clean. Mm-hmm. And they do this thing called the Uptown Market before COVID. And basically yeah. in the Bronx... They have a bunch of vendors come and sell their stuff, sell their merch, okay. and then they put on the show. I know what show. that means. I know, you know what, what that means, yeah. So it was supposed to go like this. There was, the headliner was a musician. I'm behind them, and it's me doing comedy. Then it's a poet before me, and then before that is a DJ set, mm-hmm. right? And we're in the Bronx, whatever. I haven't, I haven't lived in the Bronx in a while, so I didn't know that political climate I assumed it was a lot like my household growing up <laughs> so I get there and I make the mistake of drinking three Henny shots when I come in thinking that wait I'm thinking that I have all the time in the world because we haven't even started yet yeah. the show hasn't started yet get my Henny shots I'm going over material in my head mm-hmm. I'm chilling so then my boy comes up to me and goes, yo, bro, you ready? I'm like, yeah. So the DJ starts playing. The DJ is supposed to have a long set, like an hour set. Yeah. Play music. Hey, 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 niggas. Ha, ha. So my friend <laughs> Harvey <laughs> me goes, now, mind you, Atlanta dancing and New York dancing are completely different. Yeah. I don't really do New York dances. I was doing Atlanta dances at the time. I was hitting them folks. You feel me? Yeah. Hitting the woe a little bit. I was doing a lot of these and shit. Yeah. They getting light. They doing backflips and handstands and shit. My boy grabs me by the back of my shirt. He goes... This nigga right here is the best dancer I know. 
I'm off three shots of Henny. They playing getting light music. I'm doing this. <laughs> you hear the folks? <laughs> so, so wait. So look. So then, I back out of it. I, I dance a little bit. I'm, I'm chilling. Literally ten seconds. I really try. I really do make a decent exit. I'm, yeah. Alright, ha ha. No, 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 no. He playing. He playing. Ha ha. Yeah. I, I slid her off, but he already shouted and made the announcement. Now Harvey known for doing shit like that when he get lit. He yeah. does that shit, and he'll make an announcement. And the whole room hear him, and they all look at you like. <laughs> so, cool. I'm trying to blend back into the audience. Some kid gets on top of the speakers. He's dancing, and then he does a backflip off the speakers and lands. Everyone goes, oh. They go crazy. Everybody oh. go crazy over backflips. Oh. Oh. Carlos, the poet couldn't make it. You go up right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nigga, what? <laughs> I said, right now? Yeah, yeah, right now. He's pushing me toward the stage. I'm like, right now? Yeah. I'm next to the stage where the kid just did the backflip. They go, everyone, oh. Everybody's and I'm being brought on to stage. The mic goes in my hand. The DJ press, no introduction. Oh, damn. The DJ presses, click. It goes, bone side. Bone side of everyone. Look up. <laughs> Niggas start booing off rip. Off oh, rip. Didn't even give Niggas you a just, word. Oh, no, come on, yo, come on. Just, off oh, the rip. Off rip. I'm, whoa, 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 guys, 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 guys. I'm trying my best. <laughs> well, are you like, go, like Drake Bat when he got booed at, uh, are you, like, is it it's that? that. Oh, my I'm, God. But, but wait, so I go, so he's, guys, look, the first actor supposed to come up here, you got me. Niggas is. These are Bronx niggas, too, and I'm doing this voice because I'm nervous. So, I'm, hey, guys, look. We're here, and uh, so I'm going to tell you guys some jokes, okay? I don't seem like a, a stand-up comic at all. And there's so many people there, and the space is so big, there are drones flying and filming the event. Them loud-ass drones. So this little drone. <laughs> and there's no hell. music. It's just this nigga now. The best dancer in the world, everyone. He does jokes, too. Want to see his best jokes? <laughs> He's the best dancer in the world. He's also the best comic. Look. So I get up there, and I go. Like, now, wait. It's so, the wrong time to tell jokes. Oh, I thought there was a poet first. The poet would have slowed everybody down. Yeah. You feel me? Then I come upstairs. Hey, guys. Everybody, hey, yeah. what's up? You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be nice to poets. Yeah. Especially when they're female and black. Because it's 2019 yeah. and yeah. you have to. <laughs> you can't boo a poet. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a piece of shit. You can boo a comedian. <laughs> Especially after a nigga just did a backflip, kind of backward circumstances. He was gonna start with the other shit. This nigga just did a backflip. <laughs> Whatever. You should have commented on it. So in, I should have. In yeah. hindsight, you learn. In hindsight, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, yeah. I should have talked about the Bronx yeah. more and the fact I grew up there. But instead, I go, you know what? I'm gonna rely on my material. <laughs> so I go, you know what? You know what bugs me about gay people? I think I'm in the Bronx, oh, right? So I go, God, I go, bro. I go, some niggas, I think some niggas are gonna be like, okay, I hate gay people too. Cause I'm thinking this is my audience. I think this is my crowd. Oh my God. Everyone's like, ugh, bad taste. Everybody, I, the Bronx got real liberal over us all of a sudden. So niggas, I say, you know what bugs me about gay people? I'm like, why do they think that everybody who hates gay people is gay? That doesn't make any sense. No clan members are black. Like, no Nazis are Jewish. It doesn't make I don't. <laughs> 
Cricket. Cricket. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Funny joke. That's decent. Cricket. You shouldn't open with that. <laughs> then I go. Then I go. You know, trans people want to join the army. Oh, my God. But I don't want anybody fighting for me that's known for switching sides. When I tell you, five people fall laughing. They're, ah, ah. Some nigga taps, some nigga taps the stage. He goes like this. Oh, she tapped the stage. So I go, you know what? I'm going I'm to let you guys get back to your music. When I, bro, have you ever? And it's, it's not, they didn't dim the lights. It's not a theater. It's like 300 lit faces looking at you like this. And the stage's not even that high, so it's really like this. We're like this. And there's 300 of them looking at me. And I'm like, I'm fine. They put the music back on. I get to the first step of the stage. Harvey goes, what are you doing? What are you doing, bro? Nah, fuck these niggas, yo. Get back on stage. Put the mic back in my hands. We'll see back up there again. The five people who were laughing, they clap. Now everyone's pissed. Because they thought they got over me. They thought they did the job. But I'm like cockroaches, apparently. You can't. <laughs> I get back on stage. And I tell probably one of my worst jokes. And I go, I say, you guys don't want me up here. I don't want to be up here. But look, we're in a situation. So I'm going to die up here. I've made myself. I was like, I'm going to crash and burn. And I will die in front of you right now. <laughs> I say, you know, when most people, I met, my, I met my girlfriend's dad for the first time. And when most people shake hands with a man for the first time, the weirdest thing I think is, wow, we both beat off with this hand. <laughs> but when I, shook her, when I shook her dad's hand, I said, wow, we both beat the same girl with this hand. <laughs> it's, bro, 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 bro. When I take the room, goes, the five niggas left the building. They not my friends. <laughs> um, I go, I'm kidding, guys. That's a joke. He's a lefty. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And I go, okay, all right, okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I don't know if he's left-handed. That's just a side she always flinches on. <laughs> Carlos! <laughs> bro, 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 I put the mic down. I walked off stage. <laughs> Everybody is icing me, icing me, icing me, icing me, icing me. I'm walking through. It's packed in there. There's no back. There's no green room. There's no backstage. I'm walking through the enemy. I'm walking through these niggas. Like, excuse me. I'm like, bro, it's, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Hey, sorry. Can I get past? Excuse me. Like, like, like I wasn't just up there bombing. I'm walking past the, the music hasn't started yet. I'm almost at the door and the music hasn't started. Excuse me. Everybody excuse watching me, you. Niggas is just. <laughs> Bro, I get to the door. I get to the door. One nigga leans up and goes, hey, that was really funny. I was like, nigga, what the fuck were you? In my head, I'm like, wait, wait, where the fuck were you? I was an unsung hero. When I tell you I get in the car. And I peel off. I don't say goodbye to none of my friends. I get in that car. I drive straight home. I'm driving home. Tears going to my eyes. I never bombed so bad. I'm shaking. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I need to call someone. I call, I call my dad. I'm like, hey. I just bombed in front of 300 people. He goes, well, you know, that happens. 
What? That's it. End of the <laughs> <laughs> The life of a comedian is not the life. Yo, not the- hey. Oh. Yo, it's hard, bro. It's hard. It's so hard. I and I actually believe all my comedian homies that listen to this is going to laugh at this. Because people are not gonna understand how hard this shit is. <laughs> it's like damn. Now I know. Now I know to to take a breath and take a second when things aren't going right. When you're on yeah, stage, man. I know that now. You take a moment and it's your show and you control the stage. Yeah, you Sometimes gotta use what's going on around you. It's like that and you just can't. Because there were still niggas clapping it up in the back when I got on stage. Like it was like, it was just, you know. It was just it was just you know wrong time wrong place but you know you earn your wrong strength. time wrong place and like you just gotta know your people that's around you <clears throat> and it's not, it's not that's not cool no introduction the introduction probably would have helped a lot bro my man tried to give me an introduction but the DJ was still playing music so nobody heard <laughs> he gives me the mic the and when I get on stage then he turns it up the music off. So he tries to be like, yo, my guy's coming out here to do piano. No one's listening. Because we just saw a nigga do a backflip. We just saw a nigga do a backflip, and that song's still playing, <laughs> and that nigga's still dancing. <laughs> the nigga's still dancing. Like, he's still getting busy. Like, nobody care. <laughs> hey, nigga's still going dumb. Hey, he did the splits. He this came nigga, up, this did nigga the robot. A, this nigga <laughs> doing Simone Biles' whole <laughs> Summer Olympics routine with no mat. In fucking Robin jeans with a BB belt on. <laughs> no one is caring what the fuck is going on. And you gotta understand, we're in the Bronx. We're in the we're in the thick of it too. We're not like we're in the Bronx. Niggas with fitted caps. I do you you know you know how I dress. <laughs> you know that picnic. Hey, you know that picnic yo, collar. Uh-huh. You know that collar shirt I got that looks like a picnic table <laughs> with all the patches on it, all the little colors. I used to wear it all the time. I'm wearing that shit with the skinniest <laughs> jeans. The skinniest And a jeans. pair of Vans. The skinniest jeans where you can see your cell phone in your front pocket. <laughs> hey, stop it, bro. You making me laugh. But that shit was crazy, bro. Yo, I didn't even know that story. I don't like to tell it. <laughs> that shit was that shit that shit traumatized me for a minute. Yo, yo, you're stupid. All right, yo. So I want to also talk about your artist, man, because you working with artists, I mean, aren't I'm, you? I unplug this. Oh, who Jody Ten K? Yeah, you working with Jody Ten K? That's my brother. Hey, I had Jody Ten K. For everybody. Who's been listening and been do- uh, dedicated to my podcast? I had Jody TK on my podcast. Um, I probably had Jody TK songs like five times by now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've always yeah, it should go back though. Okay, cool. <clears throat> but I have Jody TK on my theme about ten times. Pause. <laughs> and I had JDTK hey, on my thing about 10 yo, times I'm dead On my podcast, fool And if you go back to Billy's podcast We talked about this group of fucking friends Who always say pause after everything you fucking it's just say an, it's, an, it's, all, it's also just a New York thing He's one of them And it's not Pause isn't about It's not a gay thing It's about sexual innuendo Like, so when my sister died, right She had went brain dead first And we were all in the hospital Our whole family was there and we're all in the waiting room, and the doctor came in and gave us the news and all that stuff. And 
my cousin turns to my dad and he and she goes, how do you feel having such like a nice, handsome son? And he goes, incestuous pause. <laughs> I'm dead in the middle at the hospital? So it's a New York it's thing? It's just a New York thing. It's like niggas... It's, yeah, niggas just be like, pause. Like, you just said something sexual. No matter how serious the situation is, niggas just like, pause. Well, not, it depend, that depends on the nigga, just how, situ, how serious it is. But even girls, like my, like, my girlfriend, she'll be like, she'll be like, yo, can you hand me that meat, pause? <laughs> I can't stand y'all niggas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my, <clears throat> my California ass do not fuck with it. My boy Camden from California, too, Camden Malik. I don't know if you follow Cannot him. Cannot fuck with it, right? He from Sacramento. Bro, the other day, nigga was at my crib yesterday. He said, nigga think I'm all games until I hit him in his lips. <laughs> I understand what he's saying. Hey, I, I understand like, it. Nigga said, him, him and Ruben were working on a song, right? So he had a, he had a, Ruben had a hook here and a hook here, right? And then, no, no, Camden had a, a, a hook here and a hook here, and Ruben had a short verse. And he goes, hey, how about you just put your thing, how, how about you just put your, how about you just put it in between my shits? <laughs> Look, see, and that's the crazy part. I understand what he's coming from with that. And y'all are the ones who are thinking crazy. It's math. It's fun. It's like, that's what she said. It's just yeah. fun to, to like find the. To that's find what the, she said? Yeah, you know, you know no, that's what she said. way different than that's what she but said. But it's like it. No. It's like, wow, that took a long time. No, because yeah, that's that what she, she said. She doesn't get an, as annoying. As pause, because pause is an insult to you. <laughs> pause is an insult to you when you say something because niggas be saying crazy shit. No, it's like your English teacher that's like, uh, <laughs> Carlos, you need to put a comma here. Yeah, we. You did. need a comma here. Oh my I wrote, god, so, I wrote this is a, a period here. Like you guys are being mad English teachers. I said some like, OG shit pause is crazy. Shit the other day, but I want to get back to Jody 10K. So my boy Jody Fuck 10K, that nigga. man. That's your artist that you're working with, right? So you also—he's not my artist. Too. He's 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 my he's one of my best friends. And one day, like right before we turned 21, we were we were drinking at a bar, and he came up to me. He's like, "Yo, bro, I want you to be my manager." Yeah. And I said, "Hell no! I'm, t- I'm I can barely manage myself. I'm not gonna manage you, bro. I would do I wouldn't I wouldn't do you justice." He's like, "All right, so then be my friendager. Like, just manage me. Would be my friend." And I was like, "That's the same thing." And no. Yeah. And then he was like, "So then be my creative director." And I was like. Oh yeah, I can help. So basically, like he's not my artist. Like he, he, when he makes songs, he sends them to me. We talk in depth about his creative process. We talk about my creative process. I've I've done I think the majority of his videos. I've done all of his videos yeah. except for like three. So it's like awesome videos. So bro. thank you. So it's like you know, I'm very heavily in. I'm I'm not like involved in this process to the point where he cares. Like, he'll still put out a song if I don't think it's right. But, like, I hear the album first. I give my notes yeah. first type shit. Like, I'm in that. I'm I'm there. And my notes kind of matter. Like, so, so I make I get to make certain decisions and here and there. But it's it's really his thing. And I'm just there, like, kind of, like, yeah. along for the ride. But certain ideas I take and he'll, I'll, I'll bring ideas to him but and he'll run with them. But shouldn't that make you feel, like, good as a person? Like, yo, you have somebody who... Who's very talented as in that Jody, is incredibly Jody talented. 10K yeah. is very fucking talented. Yeah, ridiculous. Trust it's so you. annoying because he's just so he just sucks. <laughs> Stupid. But he trusts you with your opinion. Don't that give you some type of Oh, it does. Yeah, you know I mean sure. like yeah. with yourself, like some type of positivity mindset with well, yourself. Not to get all horoscopy, but he's an Aquarius and I'm a Libra and we oh, tend God, to but start also, this shit. But also like no, nah, like <laughs> It's, nah, but it's 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 less of a 
not saying that he doesn't respect my taste, but it's more narcissistic than you think. It's like he, me and him, it's like I'll put a song on and he's like, oh, I love this song. I'll, and like we keep playing music and we hang out with each other enough and it's like, oh, because like, for instance, like Justin's my brother. Yeah. Justin don't necessarily need me in his artistic endeavors and vice versa. I don't send that nigga songs. Cause we're not on the same. We don't like the same shit. Yeah. Me and Ruben already liked the same shit coming into it, and then like when we worked on videos, it was like I would show him like, "Hey, what do you think of the track?" He's like, "Oh, that's tough," and I'm like, "I think it's tough too." Whereas somebody else would be like, eh, "I don't like that so much." You know what I mean? So it's less yeah. that like it's more like him, cause no one else has ever come up to me and been like, "Oh, can you help me with this? I need." It's really like he's just like I. We we spend so much time with each other. He's like, I trust. I trust you. But and that then, should give some type of. Yeah, no, it's you little, know something in your ego that you have right here to not be from like, him, not from him, nah, nigga, but it, <laughs> yeah. not from him, not enough, <laughs> not, not enough. enough, not enough, not, not enough. Him. You dope, <laughs> you dope ass videos too. That's my thing about you, man. And I want people. This is why I love that you on here. And then, I, yes, our conversation has been like fucking spazzed out everywhere. I like that. But, I like the. I like the. I like the way it's gone. But you know what I mean. But I. I like. Who you are as a person? Because everything you Makes said about me, dog. Everything you said about me, man, my nigga. I literally think that same way about you. Now the thing that I have trouble with, and I'm pretty sure you probably do, is what do I want to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go a hundred percent on music? But I also like writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also like acting. Yeah. I also like doing this. I also like putting inputs on other people's shit, like other stuff. Yeah. And that's where it's like, because you'll keep hearing, and my problem is I keep hearing people go, you need to focus on one fucking thing and go all the way in on Yeah, that. we don't even live in that world anymore. Yeah, you know I mean, and like, we fact, don't live in that. The fact that people even say stuff like that is just, it just shows how ignorant they are to how the times are even changing because it's not, you'll be hard pressed to find a job. And you'll be hard pressed to find a job, an office job that asks you to have one skill. They ask, they don't just ask if you can do Excel or you can do this. They also need you to be, have interpersonal communication skills. They also wanted like like any other extracurriculars that were in your college. Like way. like, but that is true. Like no job hires somebody who can just do one thing. It's like it, it's literally impossible. Yeah. And when you get and and also in an increasing like era of just like more media, and like more product. All the time, it's crazy. So before before COVID, I was about to get this job at this place called uh, Gray, Gray, yes, Gr. Gray Mayor. No, just Gray. It's like Gray Production Studio. Oh, and they, gotcha, gotcha. And they have a they have a, a a sister company that I was interviewing for because they were coming up. They were I had finished the interviewing process and I was in the hiring process and then COVID hit, and basically they. Uh, they were starting a content, they're an advertising company, and they were starting a content creators section of young 20-somethings. Mm-hmm. And everybody else had went to college, but my portfolio was outstanding. Because you have all these white kids who were like in college, and they were I studied media, and I did this, and I did that, and I did this, yeah. and I'm from Connecticut, and yada, yada, yada. And then you have me out in the streets with my camera filming niggas in Brooklyn, and I really have my finger on what the fuck is actually happening out here. Like, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? And so they wanted that. And when you go into those spaces and you enter, like they had, they had this, they had this guy come in and talk to me. He's just a creative consultant for them. He they, he comes in and he gives them his opinion on things. He's a young black dude, I forget his name. His name is Ish. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he gives them his opinions on things. Oh, that's cool. That's bad. Blah blah. blah. He says bad. Blah, blah blah. They send him an invoice for five thousand dollars. 
boom, and he leaves. He has a meeting at Nike. Young dude, like 32, 30 something. Mm-hmm. During my interview, the first two interviews are fine. My third interview where I come in, I do a gauntlet. I do my direct boss, that his boss, that boss, and then the VP of the company. Between the VP and this boss, Ish comes in and he goes, I want you to talk to him. And he goes, the, the office door closes, he goes, look, you see the color of our skin? They want, our, they want this. They want our experience. These companies don't have anybody in here like that because people like you and me don't get into these rooms. Mm-hmm. And so understand your power and what you ask for and what you need from them because they need you. Dab me up. He left. He had. He had. He literally went to a meeting with Nike right after that, mm-hmm. and he left. I'm sitting here going, I'm being initiated into the fucking Illuminati. Because when I saw the commercials, they had like Honda commercials, Febreze commercials. It's like they're doing all this stuff, and they were starting a whole new segment and building their own production warehouse. Anybody telling you to learn one thing is fucking ridiculous. Who yeah. doesn't own a Swiss Army knife? It's fucking ridiculous. That mm-hmm. is the one thing I can do. It's everything. I. It is the one thing. Mm-hmm. That shit is so. One tra- you should focus on one thing. Why? Because you did, loser. Yeah. You look, you're sad. You are sad, mom. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Yo, the crazy part is, it's so, like, Carlos, this is why I hate you and I love you. Like, we can have serious conversations. We have great conversations. And then you say shit like that. And it's just like, break the ice. You know what I'm saying? But you, what you say is true, though. And mm-hmm. people need to understand, and this is you just, why I'm, you just I'm glad have to, yeah. you have to do it, though. That's yes. the thing. There's a lot of niggas like us who don't do it. And it's not like being successful doing it. There's a lot of niggas who we could easily be, there could be no mic here. We could be standing right outside, like, you know, next winter, bro, I'm going to be up. Oh, yeah. You got to do the thing, though. Yeah. The hardest part about writing is putting your ass in the chair. Like, you got to be there to do it. And so, like... You know, thank God for iPhones. I walk around writing bars and writing script ideas, and I have, you know, I, I'm always able to work, and that I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. But anyway, sorry I cut you off. No, nah, you ain't cut me off, motherfucker. This is your interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nah, man. So tell me, tell me, tell me, what am I looking for on uh, from Carlos the Fifth? What am I looking forward to? Um, you're looking, you're looking forward to. You know, really, if you guys really want, you know, watch my Instagram story. That's really funny. No, you're looking forward to Drama Queen's probably not coming anytime soon. So, honestly, the only thing to look forward to for me is I'm going to be dropping social media sketches soon. Uh, I'm going to be cleaning my room and fixing that up because I just moved. And if you run into me in person, I'm going to be way more balanced and a lot more even. And I'm going to be following through on all my commitments. And I'm going to just be a happy, more well-rounded, peaceful person. And you just get what you get out of me, cause I I do whatever I want whenever I want to do it. Really, real talk. So I don't, you know, you get whatever you want. But if you see me, like it's gonna be lit. Like I'll make you laugh and shit. I might make you dinner and shit. You feel me? <laughs> I'm 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 changing the idea of success and fame. I'm bringing I'm bringing celebrity down to a microcosm of just love one that. one person enjoying me at a time. Love that. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> I go I love that I go platinum in apartments. Love that. You heard? Love fucking that. <laughs> Where can people find you, my nigga? At your girl's crib. <laughs> if you looking for me, uh, I'm probably it's there. Like, oh, shit. Is that Carlos the Fifth? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> At your mother's house. In the West Village, making some people very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I live in the West Village now. And apparently, you're supposed to 
You know, put on. You can't wear pajamas to the deli. It's not like Harlem. You can't wear pajamas to the deli there. Alright so. Well <laughs> Everybody Follow this motherfucker This nigga Is Carlos the fifth I got one more Fucking surprise He ain't ready At all Let me tell you right now This nigga about to be shook You got Nicole in the bathroom I got <laughs> Yo 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 <laughs> Imagine Nigga pull out With a life size uh, Pillow <laughs> Yo Nah 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 uh, We finna bust down A freestyle Oh, ready? let's go. Yeah, where, where the beat's at? You ready for the beat? I never put a beat on here, so I'll never, never know how to do it. So yeah. I'm going to put a beat together, and we're going to bust out on a freestyle no, no, real we, fast. No, we could just... We or could, you can acapella it. You want to acapella it? Yeah, you, you want to? First? Yeah. I ain't going first, nigga. It's my show. I ain't got to so do I shit. just rap? You just rap, nigga. Give me some bars, because this is Carlos V, you guys. Let's get it. I got to be freestyle? You want written? I'll freestyle. Yeah, freestyle, nigga. Uh, look. Uh, let me get my... uh. Look, y'all niggas pussy. I can see it in your eyes. You real gushy. Your girl, she took me. I started booking. I spread her legs and read her. Then I proceed to eat her. A hundred feet, I'm a centipede. Mm. And then I send her Peter. I'm fly like a griffin. Just like a oil chain, she slick in. I dip my dipstick in. Uh, yeah, I stick. Tipping uh. like a fucking jar at Davy's ice cream. Uh. She said, please treat me like a baby. Raise me. I might scream. Uh. I'm nicer than white teens with tight jeans eating ice cream. Uh. Uh, I might just start fighting anybody except Mike Tyson because he just won one. <laughs> I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, and I got a gun, son, and it shine like the sun do. Mm, me and your girl kick it like kung fu, and she don't want you. I said, You wanna have sex? She said, If you want to. Uh, <laughs> she said, You want a threesome? You want another chick? I said, Yeah, I want to. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I lick her, and she roll up like a blunt dude. Mm, then I pitch her like I'm on the mound. Mm, then I'm on her mound. Uh, and I'm gonna pound a cake like a pound cake when I'm in town. And I heard a man not around and he hate me because I was with his baby covering her mashed potatoes with my gravy. She said I look like, um, what's his name? Scorsese when I'm behind the camera telling her shut the fuck up and stand there and deal with my stamina. Uh, and now I'm ramming her, planning her like B, the plan B in her coffee the next morning. Her iced tea. Now I'm wearing a nice tea and she wearing my old Nikes. Like, why well, I gotta leave him? Like, cause I gotta call wifey. Icy. Nigga. Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh. Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> I does this. That is bombs on a motherfucking mic, bro. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Nah, nah, you the coldest freestyle nigga I know, dog. You the coldest yeah, bro, freestyle on, nigga I know. How long we been doing this, yo, bro? Yo, yo. How long we been doing you this, bro? You are the coldest <laughs> motherfucking freestyle nigga I know. Niggas been doing this for too long, bro, to be whack. Too <laughs> fucking bro, long. Me, bro, remember me and you and Rowan used to be behind the counter? Bro, going dumb. Bro, come oh, on, yo. now. <laughs> yo. You are amazing. I hope motherfuckers listen to this and really 
check your ass out because you pause. Oh God, here we go again. Can't fuck with you, my nigga. <laughs> hey, everybody, thank you guys. I got Carlos the Fifth on his Mother Ruck and Jordan podcast, man. Thank you, bro, for coming through. I'm gonna tell everybody, blessings on blessings on blessings, y'all. Peace. <laughs> that was fun as fuck. That was so fun. <laughs>